Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to another episode whoop, whoop. of Pearlmania 500. Yeah. And you know what I got to tell to you, Mrs. Pearlmania? What? I don't think you're ready for this research that I did on this topic. No, there's no way I'm ready. There's absolutely no way you're ready. Emotionally, physically, spiritually, I'm not prepared. You're not at all. So let's go ahead and get this show started. Okay. And then we're going to uh, come right back. Okay. Mrs. P, this is a very special episode because for the first time in the history of Pearlmania 500, okay. we are pre-recording. Right. Because I'm going to be out of town this weekend. I know. For a family function. And it's after work right now. It's after work. You're very tired. <laughs> you're, you, you look so tired. I'm so tired. And I, don't, I can't drink caffeine after like 
12 p.m. or I'll never get to sleep because I'm old. I know. And Oh, God. It's okay. We're going to do this. I need to learn about these things. You do need to learn about these things. And our listeners and our Patreons want to learn about these things. Yeah, they voted on it. They did vote on this one. This came in second place on the Patreon poll. All of our team leads. A hard get, fight. A hard fight. A hard fight was over this one. Yeah. Um, the one thing I do want to just give everybody a heads up on is because it's a pre-recorded episode, we are not going to do shout outs this week. No. It's just because we like to let them build up. I like to have a bunch of shout outs. And so we're recording this about four days early, earlier than we usually do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please, if you want to vote in a future poll, $5 team lead membership. Yep. If you just want to hear your name that you have made up, your that is really quite cool funny. name. Like yeah. Alex is a nerd. Yep. Dot com. Uh, a couple things. <laughs> a couple things from the last episode. We talked yeah. about a, a, a podcast uh, what was the word I'm looking for? We talked about a podcast password. So like if somebody oh, yeah. sees me in real life yeah, and they want to the identify their, that they're from the podcast, not from TikTok, not from somewhere else. Yeah. And a few of you actually did, did reply in the comments on the Patreon of what you'd like that yeah. to be. The password is allegedly. Allegedly. It only makes sense, really. <clears throat> you really do. It yeah. really do. It really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So all if, the people that voted for it, just common sense, and I like that. Yeah. So if you see me someplace out there in the wild, yeah, and you point at me, and you can be like, <laughs> allegedly, and I'll go, "What are you talking?" Because I'll forget. Yeah. And I'll be like, "I don't understand and what's I'll be going like, on." And they'll be like, "From your podcast." I'll be like, "Oh my god, you listen to the podcast." Yeah. Yeah, because the podcast listeners, honestly, those are the ones I'm the most excited to meet. Yeah. Because I'm like, you you guys deep dive. They get it. They get it. They get it. They're thick The TikTok, uh, the people that predominantly uh, only know you or I from TikTok, yeah. they're only in it for the three-minute game. Yeah, you, you know guys are I mean? in it for the two-plus two hour game. Mm. Also, you know, it's just like it's post-potato. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, post-potato is also- post-potato behavior. Yeah, pre-potato, post-potato. We, we're, we're slowly building up some good lore. Yeah. Then uh, somebody's going to have to do a podcast about the lore of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now, your poll is still up yeah. right now. I haven't even looked at it. Okay. Uh, but I know it's up. So people, if you're a $5 team lead member, please. It's got please. some great comments, a lot of discussion about the things I put on there. That's true. That's yeah. true. So if you want to become a team leader or you are a team leader, go ahead and vote on that. Yeah. So but, I can start doing my research. Exactly. But the other thing, too, is that we I saw in the comments people saying, hey, what if we want to recommend something? Simple. Go on Patreon. Click the message us button. Yeah, send us a message. We get a, so what usually happens is if uh, someone sends a message with a suggestion, uh, we'll, if we don't know what it is, we'll do a quick tertiary search, right, and yeah. see what it's about. And if we think it's something that we could make each other laugh about, we'll add it to the poll, and then people can vote on it. Yeah, that's basically how it goes. So, yeah, yeah if you have any suggestions for ideas, um, and, and try to keep it short, because I've had people in the past send us, like, four paragraphs on what it is. It's like, no, no, no. Half of it is us. Half the fun is discovering yourself, which is what happened with my topic this week. Oh, yeah? Uh, But before we get into that topic, one last thing I want to do, just because I want to fill time in the bumper at the beginning. Oh, all right. Okay. Which is, well, again, this is from the Patreons. Mm -hmm. I want to show them that their their input matters. Oh, okay, yeah. For the team leads and the hey huns out there. Okay. Uh, Some of them have sent us messages over some past episodes. And these aren't really so much corrections as they so much are updates or further information. Yeah. Extra research that was done for us, if you will. Yeah, I like that. Um, So on my Spanish Inquisition episode, I did mention about the expulsion of the Jews from England. Mm -hmm. And I had actually forgot. I had a note on it and never got to it. Okay. But someone did send me a message reminding me 
that the reason why the Jews were allowed back in England, mm-hmm. and it was because of Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. spit on his grave. Yeah, your Irish ass is spitting away. <laughs> but yeah, Oliver Cromwell was like, "No, let the Jews back in. We need money." Yeah, for and why? exactly. Yeah, what was the motive? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "We need some. We need some bankers. Bring them over here." Mm-hmm. And uh, Oliver Cromwell, who famously uh, was part of the decapitation of Charles the First, yeah, and also did some awful butchery in Ireland. Oh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. putting it lightly. Yep, made himself. Made himself the Lord Protector of England. Yeah. Uh, and so all around awesome dude. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. The best. Fan, friend of the show. A, I, friend no, of the show, friend Oliver of the Cromwell. Show, not a friend of the show. I hope he's rotting in hell with Thatcher. Okay? There you go. Also, there was another correction that I thought was very interesting. In our last episode, we were talking about raw vegans. And, and yep. I specifically was talking about Freely the Banana Girl out of Australia. And you had brought up that, like, the sheer cost of getting the bananas to Australia. Yeah. And one of our listeners from Australia let us know they got a ton of bananas in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, Queensland. Queensland is a very, very tropical area. Uh-huh. And it's covered in bananas. Just so many bananas. They're just, they're just swimming in bananas, they got bananas over there. bananas for days. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so it's just... It's just Americans and the English that are ruining, and the Canadians that are ruining the world for bananas. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, way, makes... the way that uh, Lord God of England intended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Oliver Cromwell. No, goddamn it. Um, but what I will say is I do love getting messages like this, though, because, you know, see, we can be wrong about stuff, and yeah. we like to remind people all the time, and especially for this episode, before I get into it. We are human beings. We are fallible. Boo. We're not journalists. Boo. We are not your aunt on Facebook. I want to. I want to. Our argue minds this can be human, changed. Human thing. Human. Human. I want to argue this human thing. This human I, thing. I'm way too robot for this. No, because you're a Ferengi, is what <laughs> <Yeah>. you are. <laughs> um, but you know, we are. We are not your aunt on Facebook. Uh, our minds can be changed with further information. <laughs> so please. If you ever hear us uh, be completely off about something, message us on Patreon. I am your aunt on Facebook. I'm really into nextdoor.com. Oh, God. I've got complaints about the lawns down the street. All right. With that, (laughs) our shortest intro ever, we're going to get this episode started. Meow, meow, meow. And we are going to learn all about Shen Yun. Oh, man. Pearl mania. Pearl mania. Pearl mania. Pearl mania. 500. And like we say in all of our episodes, all of our th- You're songs. You're the worst. Well, besides that. Oh, okay. Uh, all of our songs are brought to us by His Name Was Dusk. Yeah. His information is at the end of the show notes. Yeah. So He's the best. You said right before I uh, hit stop. Yeah. You're like, I wish we had like a sound effect. Yeah. For a cool Shen Yun sound effect. Yeah. See, and I thought about that. Yeah. And I do want to start out by saying we're gonna. Do, I'm gonna do something on a podcast. Uh-huh. That has never been done by a white guy in a podcast. What's that? Which is, I am not going to be patronizing to Asian people, <laughs> and I'm not going to do a fucking accent, and I'm not going to hit one of those like, I don't think dragon acc- noises. I never said accent. No, no, I know, I know, but also, whoa, whoa. but also one of those dragon noises or one of those type of things where it's like, oh, look at us, we're talking about Asian stuff. Oh, we're not yeah. going to do that. However, okay. I do get to hit a button that we haven't hit in a while. Okay. And that's a no Nazi guarantee. We did it. We did it, y'all. We found a topic with no Nazis. Yep. There is a swastika, but it's different. Oh. All right. So <laughs> so it's not actual Nazi stuff, though. So Shen Yun, how do you, how do you, what do we know about him? Okay. So here's what you need to know. Shen Yun, 
It's known as full name as Shen Yun Performing Arts. Okay. Shen Yun was founded on August 16th of 2006. That wasn't that long ago. Shen Yun means divine rhythm. Oh. And it is a private nonprofit organization based out of Deer Park, New York, Mm -hmm. and is made up of eight touring companies performing in 130 cities across the world. Okay, Deer Park, that's where the water comes from. No, actually, I did look that up. Mm. Deer Park does not come from Deer Park, New York. Oh. Um, Deer Park, the water has nothing to do with Shen Yun. Oh, okay. It is actually owned by the Nestle company. Oh, I knew it was owned by Nestle. Which means now I can't hit the no Nazis button. Oh! You undid the no Nazis button. Also, when I was looking it up. the first paragraph. When I was trying to figure out where Deer Park water comes from. Yeah. Besides the fact a lot of it actually is bottled in Pennsylvania. It's stolen from everywhere, I thought. Yeah, stolen from everywhere. But I was like, specifically, where's the name Deer Park bottled water come from? Yeah. There's Deer Parks, like towns named Deer Park, all over America, all over England, yeah, all over Canada. It. Yeah, it's like it's like Springfield. Yeah, exactly. I didn't realize there was that many Deer Parks. Oh, well, so I learned look something out there. for ticks, you know. But I'm not done describing Shen Yun. Rhythm is a dancer. Shen Yun with their eight touring companies delight audiences with Chinese dance. Okay. And show the world ancient Chinese culture mm-hmm. before it was destroyed by communism. Oh. Okay, that's very specific. And that's the whole episode. We're done. Oh. That well, I did all my research. No, because okay, I saw the the only time I knew what Shen Yun was ever. Yes. Okay. There's two places I've heard of Shen Yun in my life. Okay. Number one, there's always a billboard on ninety five. Yes, there <laughs> is billboards billboard everywhere. Ninety five. And I've seen it and I said, That looks like a fun time. That'd be a cool thing to go to. Yep. And then uh also all of the best uh faux restaurants. Yes. Always have a Shen Yun poster. Yes. And so when eating the delicious nudes, Any, I would be like, man, we should do that sometime. And you'd be like, no. No. Well, early on, I really wanted to go. Yeah. I did really, really want to go and go see this uh, because I was super into reading about like the romance of the three kingdoms and the warring states period in ancient China. And I was mm-hmm. like reading about that different stuff, yeah. mainly because I played a video game. Uh, that I really liked called Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I realized like, oh, the, this video game is based on history. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's based on a book and the book is based on history. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll read the book. And the book sucks. Don't oh, read the book. Okay, I won't read the book. Uh, play the video game. Watch the watch one of the series. If you can find them, they're on YouTube. I'm not going to do any of those. I'm not telling you. I'm telling the listeners. Oh, you're supposed to be telling me. Okay, well, we'll get there. All, All right? right. Calm down. All it's right. not everything's about you. Oh. But anyway... Uh, yeah, any, basically any Asian eatery that you go to, you'll often see Shen Yun signs mm-hmm. and you'll usually see, it'll be like a woman jumping, doing like a split in the air, maybe yeah. holding a fan. A lot of good movement. In and the it image. says like Shen Yun. Yeah. And you want to go You're like, that has to be cool. Yeah. That has to be cool. And at one point I did ask you to get us tickets like early on when we were first dating Yeah, and you looked it up and you were like, these tickets are like $150 for the nosebleeds. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't want to go that bad. Yeah, this no. seems dumb. And then over time, like, I heard nefarious things about Shen Yun. Okay. And all this different stuff. Um, so I'm going to tell you the history. Okay. The full history. And we're going to start. I want to know why I'm not allowed to go to these shows. Okay, cool. We're going to start at the beginning. Okay. All right. We're going to start in 1951. <sighs> That's not 2006. Or 1952. Okay. We don't know. Okay. It's either 1951 or 1952. It's only two years. No big deal. Because someone named Li Hongzi was born in the town of Gonjuling, Jilin province in China, which is right near the North Korean border. Okay. All right. So if you were to make, if you were to take your right hand okay. to describe to you yep. and like hold it open with your palm facing you at yep. like an angle, mm-hmm. right? 
There's this little part where your thumb is. Yeah. That's the part that like touches North Korea. Yeah. That's the province he was bu- he was born in. Okay. Okay. I don't know why that's so specific. Well, important. because it's right by the border and it's 1951 and 1952. Remember like the Korean War kicks off in mm. 1955. So you have the US and UN forces in Korea. You have the Chinese army pushing back into Korea. There's like threats. It it seems like another world war is going to kick off there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's right at that border area. Got it. Got right. It. So it, it's, it's very, it's very heavy. Tense. Yeah. It's a tense area to be. So what I just told you is about all anyone can agree on. Okay. On the birth of Lee Hong Okay. That's all we can agree on. All right. Um, I'm going to call him Mr. Lee from here on out. All right. Um, everything else from here forward, yeah, may or may not be full propaganda. Ooh, allegedly. Yeah, this is. Just, I'm gonna hit it once now, and that goes for the whole episode. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> so, it, it, there was two separate biographies written about Mr. Lee. Yeah. Okay. And his early childhood has two completely different backstories. All right. Now, he, in his the bio- one that he experienced, the one he tells his therapist. Kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. One is like his Instagram backstory oh, and the I'm sorry, other. The one his mom puts on Facebook versus the one he tells his therapist. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So in the two separate backstories, they're completely opposite. In one, Mr. Lee is said to come from a poor family mm-hmm. that taught him how to, quote, bear hardships and tolerate hard work. Yep, okay. And in another biography, Lee's family was described as average and his parents were intellectuals. Hmm. Um, both of these biog- biographies have been scrubbed. They no longer exist. Ooh. Um, as of 1999, they were no longer in any of the books printed. Okay. And by 2001, they were removed from the websites. Okay. The reasoning for this is that uh, Mr. Lee said that he didn't want his followers to focus on his story, but on his teaching. Okay, so this is the first time we're using the word followers. Yes, and we'll get to that. Okay. All right, so in both biographies, both of them do agree on this, that Mr. Li mm-hmm. learned from four masters of ancient Chinese arts. He learned from Taoist, Taoist, and Buddhist masters starting at the age of four. Okay. By the age of eight, Mr. Li had activated his supernatural powers. Uh, that includes invisibility right? and levitation. By the age of 12, Mr. Lee had mastered martial arts. All right. In 1972, a new master came to town. Uh Uh-oh. Ooh. He appeared from the mountains near the North Korean border. Okay, okay. This this. master was different than all the other ones, though. That's what they all say. He didn't wear robes. He wore regular clothes, like a regular man. Oh, okay. And during this time... He was not like other girls. This secret master taught Mr. Lee the secrets... Of Qigong. Okay, what's that mean? So it's, it's, um, okay, I actually had to look it up. Mm-hmm. Basically, it looks like Tai Chi. All right. So you know the idea of Qi? Yeah. You know, the center. Qigong translates to life energy cultivation. Okay. But it's a combination of like Taoist and Taoist principles that come together in a form of meditation through Tai Chi mm-hmm. to center your life energy Got it. and to bring balance to yourself. So he's meditating kind of while doing Tai Chi, like doing that slow movement, yeah. martial arts, all those different things. Now, the thing is, is Lee was taught by this master in total secrecy. Why? Because this is during the period of the cultural revolution in China. 
Okay. Do you know about the Cultural Revolution? Not a lot. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know who Chairman Mao is? Yes. He's the, he was the leader of the Communist Party in China in the 1950s. Yes. He did his great leap forward. Mm-hmm. Going into the 1960s, he was starting to lose a little bit of power. Okay. Um, so, he did, like, kind of a coup. Yeah. All right. Just a little coup. Just a little touch of the coup. But what he did is from 1966 until Mao Zedong's death in 1976, um, he murdered hundreds of thousands to possibly millions of Chinese citizens. Okay. Um, During this time, he instructed the youth of the country, especially, and hardline members of the Communist Party, to fight and destroy the four olds. Now, the four olds... (laughs) Are old customs, old culture, old habits, and old ideas. All right. So what he believed and what he was pushing out to the people of China at that mm-hmm. time was that we need to wipe out all of our old history because that's what's holding us back. He was looking. He was like, y'all are starting. Okay, the World so War II is over. he does not want to make China great again. No, he wants to make China great for the first time. Okay. Because he's like, hey, he's looking around at everybody. He's like, we've been through all these civil wars. Mm-hmm. We went through World War II, Japanese occupation, all these different things. And he sees people wanting to return to where things were in like the 1800s or these mythical periods in Chinese history yeah. of the great Chinese empire and all these different things. And he says, I'm going to squash all of that. Yeah. All you guys are going to sing are communist songs that are approved by the state. All you're going to do is read my book. Mm -hmm. And that's what you would see students holding up the little red book. Yeah. Um, And he had all these different things that he ran through. And it ran across the entire country. Yeah. Um, People would be accused, especially students, young kids would accuse their parents of being uh, anti-revolutionary or counter-revolutionary. Mm-hmm. People were put into re-education camps. Uh, millions were either just outright murdered or starved. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these gangs of student militias, they were called the Red Guards. Uh, they would denounce their teachers. If you spoke out in any sort of way against the government, uh, you would be put in the middle of town and you had kind of this public struggle. Okay. So like kind of like the medieval idea of like the stocks. Yeah. But like, you know, they'd stone you. They would, everyone would just scream at you, like all these different things. It was yeah. public humiliation. Throw so no one, yeah, nobody wanted to speak out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And during this time also, um, religion was heavily tamped down on. Okay. So that's why he had to meditate and do Tai Chi in secret? Yes, because that's considered religious because Taoism, Taoism, Buddhism, while in the West, sometimes we look at those as philosophies, in the East... And in reality, these are religious ideas. Okay. Um, it's also an idea to stamp out Confucianism, which is what a lot of Chinese culture was built on, especially government institutions. Mao wanted to replace all of this with Marxism, Leninism, and Maoism. But wrong. Hmm? Like Marxism, but like so that he is the biggest guy. Yeah. Yeah. So Marxism, but wrong. Yeah, but that's officially his thing is it's Marxism. He's telling everyone it's Marxism. Yeah. That's their official I know. Statement. I see fascists on the news say that other people are fascists all the time. Yeah. So, uh, but so, so, but in Marxism, religion is, is Marxism is officially against religion. Yeah. It's because the it's opioid the, of the masses. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So with that, he wanted to get rid of all religion. So mm-hmm. Buddhist temples uh, were torn down. Mosques. And there was a large Muslim population. There still is a large mo- Muslim population in China. Um, those, their temples are, and right now, actually today, 
their temples are still being pulled down, specifically removing the domes. Churches of all sorts were demolished, burned down. Um, Tibet... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say more. We don't need to get that's a whole it, episode it's on Tibet. Horrifying. Yeah. Uh, but the monks themselves were forced to to take apart their monasteries brick by brick. Um, holy remains were removed from tombs, dragged into the street, and burned. Um, so remains of monks, any sort of like saintly style figure, they would be destroyed and uh, desecrated. Remains of emperors. Remains and statues of, mm-hmm. of Chinese history. Anything that existed before the Chinese Communist Revolution yeah. destroyed. That's wild. Yeah, it was really fucking bad. That's an insane like take on what like the idea of communism. And mm-hmm. then like, I know what we'll do. Mm-hmm. We'll burn the dead bodies of emperors so that we can completely wipe out our history. Yeah. Insane, and, and a big part of it too is because again, in in authoritarian authoritarian dictatorships, there's always the push for a cult of personality. Yep. And the one thing you get, especially in communist dictatorships, is they look at religion as a problem because that could be. Listen, I can't have Jesus be your number one. I got to be your number one. I'm yeah. the dictator. Versus in far right uh, fascist dictatorships, you'll often have the co opting of religion. Yeah. And Marxism, the idea of Marxism that what Marx was Karl Marx was trying to push was the idea that, hey, uh, all these crazy, you know, monarchists and emperors, they always co-op religion and they use that to pacify the people. Yeah. So we shouldn't have religion. That's just giving these crazy dictators the power to be able be able to put everyone in a trance the same way they would as if they're on opiates. Yeah. And uh Guys like Lenin and guys like Mao and guys like Stalin said, bet. So we get rid of the religion and then we do a religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someday, whenever I explain Warhammer 40,000 to you, what? you're going to be like, oh my God, it's the same thing. No, what? Okay. This was about dancing. We're getting there. Okay. So, but this is the reason why he had to be taught in secret. All right. Because if he was being taught uh, Qigong. Allegedly. We don't even know if he was taught. But this is where he says. You didn't even give the other guy a name. He didn't, it doesn't say. It just said this master. This secret master who yes. doesn't have a name that so, came from the mountains to teach a teenager who knows karate stuff. And who is invisible and can fly. Okay. All right. So um, what this master, though, teaches him is he teaches him all about Qigong. And he is taught, again, in secret. And the other thing you kind of really need to know is the best way to describe Qigong that I came up with in my head, slow yoga. Yeah, slow yoga. That's basically what this is. This is slow yoga mm-hmm. with more standing and less sitting. Okay. Um, no more baby pose. His Stand fourth up. master showed up in 1974. Another one? That was the final one. And this is important because this Did is setting up- fourth? Yeah, fourth. He had four masters well, show up. Well, where are the other ones? His first master was the, uh, let me see here. Tai Chi guy. Yep. No, his first master taught him Taoism. Uh, uh, and I forgot about those. Taoism guys. and Taoism. This oh, excuse me, the first master was the Buddhist one. The second master taught him Taoism and Taoism, mm-hmm. which has also taught him martial arts. The third master taught him Qigong. The th- the fourth master also came from a Buddhist school. Okay. Um, and she was a woman. Uh oh. Doesn't say what she taught him. Oh, I bet I know what she taught him. <laughs> but it it does not say Certain beyond that. life lessons. That's why they had to leave him out. So he finally learns from all four of these masters. Uh-huh. So now he is the avatar and he can defeat the Fire Lord Ozai. 
I don't understand that. No, reference. that's a joke for the listeners. All right. Um, Somebody just paused this. And they're like, oh, my God, an Avatar, the last airbender. That was fucking good. Was it? Okay. Yeah. But you've never seen it because you're a bad person. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, all right. So that brings us up to 1974. 1982. Okay. All right. Now we're getting closer. Yep. 1982, Mr. Lee, he moved to uh, Changchung uh, for, for a job. Okay. Uh, in the biographies, it's implied these ex-military at that point. And he married and he has a daughter. Okay, great. Their names are not known, uh, at least in the according to the biographies. In 1984, Lee started to figure out how to take the the knowledge that he learned from his four masters as a child, okay, and turn it into a product. All right. Because he looked at all of these ancient ideas, and he thought to himself, you know, with a lot of them, there's a lot of secrecy, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to. Um, you know, Eastern medicine and all these different things because, because history is burned in ashes around you. Yeah, that's number one. But also number two, even before the Cultural Revolution, these guys will get, you don't have copyright. Yeah. You know, these are guys who are traveling town to town. I'm going to teach you Qi Kung. I'm going to teach you Tai Chi. I'm going to teach you about Taoism. So I'm not going to teach you everything. Is master just another word for door to door salesman? Yes, basically. These are, I mean, in ancient times, traveling philosophers, Traveling masters, all these people are basically salesmen and grifters, and they travel from town to town until they get a good enough gig to stay in an area. They're like those evangelical tent guys. Yes, exactly. They're a hundred percent like that. They're a hundred percent like tent revivalist evangelicals. Yep. But they're not going to give you the whole picture. They're always going to leave a little bit of it out, so that way you either follow them to the next town, mm-hmm. or or you don't catch on to the full grift. Yeah, of course. Right. Lee looked at all of this and he said, you know, part of what is keeping this stuff from hitting more people, because by the 80s, um, there was a new leader, uh, Deng Xiaoping. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took over China in 1978. Um, Mao Zedong was dead. The Cultural Revolution was over. Things were starting to liberalize some. Mm-hmm. And so you could start to like be like, hey, remember – Life before 1949. And people were like, yes, I do. And they were like, no one shot me. We can keep talking. And then like that was kind of like how it was And getting. then they were like, it's the 80s, cocaine. Yeah. So in the 80s, he sat down and he um, started to figure out how can I make this more accessible? Okay. You know, how can I, I make take uh, Qigong specifically and make this into a bigger deal? All right. Yeah. And what he did is in 1988, he watched other Qigong masters. He took two classes by two other masters. Okay. I'm not even going to try to pronounce their names or what they called their classes. I'm going to fuck them up. Ah, so he took two online classes at Delaware County Community College. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. And then he he took their classes, yep. combined them, and he created the Falun Gong. All right. Now, Falun Gong... Is today, uh, as of today, mm-hmm. is considered a cult. Okay. It is also known as Falun Dafa. Their their followers use completely different names for it. Um, they go back and forth, and it is mostly Qigong. It is mostly you know the slow movements that are being pushed as medicine. Um, so in 1988, he he creates. Falun Gong. Okay, so he, he creates a slow yoga cult? Basically. Okay. What he starts to do, 
um, he's in 1992. He starts to take on small groups of students. Okay. And um, during this time, he starts to tell people that this is ancient knowledge. Oh. And that everything he knows was actually he learned from these these four this ancient is masters. Like that lady in Florida or Hawaii, the one you told us about with the whales. Yeah, yeah with the whales, she can yeah. read from the uh, the ancient records that are yeah. kept in whales and all that different stuff. But she's a real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. But this is that same <laughs> sort of thing. This is this guy is he's just some guy, and you know he took a couple Tai Chi classes. Yeah, he and got he, really he read a couple books. It. Yeah, he read a couple books and he was like, yo, listen, this is this is how we used to do. You know, China used to be a superpower. We yeah. used to be this big deal. And part of that is because we followed the tenets of Falun Gong. And so he created this thing, but then started telling people this has existed forever. Yeah. And this is what the Cultural Revolution hid from us. This is what uh, he did have a good like uh he had a good What's end. A good, well, like, a, what is it? Not, cover story? Not loop, yeah, a good cover story. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, can't find the history. Well, yeah, and he's, he's like, when you look at the history of China up until this point, like, it's really not until the 80s that China is somewhat stable. Yeah. Like, a little bit. But this is also right after, remember, this is also right after. Also, um, the allegedly are really strong on this because I don't want China to come get us because we're besmirching the good name of China. It doesn't matter. We're already talking about it. <laughs> Here's how they're going to come get at us. He begins to really push Falun Gong three years after the Tiananmen Square Massacre. Oh, shit. In 1989. Well, now that you brought that up, they're not going to let us play this episode but, in China. But see, part of that is because of Deng Xiaoping. Dang, because of things happening in the culture and in general, there is a slow move of liberalization, like I said before. Yeah. So uh, Kung is starts to get pushed. Mm-hmm. All these different things and a little bit more openness in the society. It's still nowhere near as open as today. Yeah. It's never going to, I mean, not never, hopefully someday they could be, but it's, it's, it's more open than it was. It went okay. from insanely repressive to mostly repressive. And in that space, Mr. Lee begins to flourish. Yeah. And from 1992 to 1994, Lee begins to tour China all across the nation. Okay. And he starts spreading Falun Gong teachings and exercises and it becomes incredibly popular. Okay, so he's like Richard Simmons. Yes. He's very much yes. like Richard Simmons, but for slow yoga. Yeah. So he gets up. And the reason why is, is I wrote a few points is the reason why it becomes so popular. He differentiates Falun Gong uh, from other Qigong masters because he prioritizes making it accessible to people. Nice. He also prioritizes that it has moral content. Oh, it's always got to be moral. And he starts pushing it away from things like esoteric notions that are found in other systems that are being pushed at the same time he keeps going he's like no, no no a lot of that stuff that's old thinking trappings that's hiding there's science behind this mm-hmm. there's science it's because of this he's still talking about chi yeah he's still talking about life energy but he can layer it a little bit he's pseudoscience he up. is yeah the other thing he does is he calls out all the other qigong masters and he oh, says they're all liars shit. and fraud gotta talk shit. he does he call and the thing is is most of those other guys usually wouldn't do that because if you call out the other guys then they can turn around and say the same shit about you yeah, of course because they're all pulling the same grift yeah um the next thing is, like I said before, he I claims- I love, wait, listen, I love when grifters fight online. Oh, it's so good. It's my favorite. I recently saw on one of the many snark 
subreddits I read mm-hmm. that like uh, one of these like fitness gym dudes, uh, his grift, his like other fitness gym dudes have started calling him out on his grift and he's like oh yeah well you are t- you that protein powder you take isn't real and you're actually on steroids and they're like oh yeah well you did this and i'm just like yeah listen boys fight fight yeah. for me <laughs> but that's the thing is with mr lee because he's he's gotten so big yeah he gets so big so rapidly that he can just point to these smaller guys and then just take their followers. Yeah, kill the competition. Yeah, he's, he's doing a Walmart, basically. Yeah. He's coming into town. He walks onto Main Street, and he goes, this is a nice Main Street. I'm going to be on the edge of town doing a big old teaching session. Yeah. So, um, you know, he also, he really pushes about how it's centuries-old teaching. Mm-hmm. He emphasizes that the practitioners should abide by moral principles of truth, compassion, and forbearance in their daily lives. Forbearance in my daily life? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a hard one. To it is a hard one. But again, this is also during a very hard time. Mm-hmm. And the Communist Party of China loves this. Oh, they're into it. Because listen, what I'm telling you, talking about truth, compassion, and forbearance. You know what that sounds like to me? What? That sounds like a good citizen. All right, that's true. You're going to be quiet yep. and you're going to fucking take it? Yep. Great. The, uh, give the other cheek, they yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. He focuses mainly on health okay. and healing. And he keeps talking about how... Uh, Falun Gong is a form of medicine through energy mechanisms and heart purification. Yeah. He's like, if you do this, you'll be able to get healthy. And this is very important because at the same time he's blowing up, the entire Chinese health system had collapsed Mm -hmm. (laughs) because there's increased demand. And so the Chinese government, to alleviate demand, began to push uh, the population towards alternative medicine. That's they, literally what's happening in America, except for like the government doesn't push it. But like, there's been a huge explosion in quote unquote alternative medicine for a couple decades now because everyone feels so failed by our health industrial complex. Yes. That they seek out all these alternative medicines and like psychopaths, like chiropractors. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because they're just like so fed up with the system and it's so expensive and people don't get taken seriously. And then they end up really falling victim to different snake oil salesmen who make a ton of money. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening in this system is because they open up the alternative medicine and they say, go crazy because the government actually can't, the health system that is run by the government can't, uh, can't deal with the demand at all. They can't. Yeah. People are dying. They're having all these issues. So they're like, well, at least we'll tell them to go do Falun Gong. Yeah. We'll tell them to go do all these different forms of, you know, ancient medicine that there's no proof it works. Yeah. Rub a crystal on it, you know, because that means you're not holding up a bed. Yeah. That means we don't have to pay another Drink nurse. Drink some unpasteurized milk. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and you have a, and, well, don't and, vaccinate people. Well, and you also have a system that slowly begins to build that tells people, hey, the reason you're sick is because your mentality's bad. What? Have yep. you been listening to our podcast? Yeah. I've been saying that. Yeah. So, but the reason people are sick is because they don't have, they don't have a pure heart. Yeah. If you, you would just clear... be a better vegan. Yeah. If you would just pray more to my specific God. If you would just hold the crystal harder, you yeah. wouldn't have cancer. That's. So that is a hundred percent what he's pushing. And the Chinese government, again, loves this. What? <laughs> Because, again, it helps. It's helping their bottom line. And yeah. at this point in time, again, we're right after the, the Tiananmen Square massacre. 
where all these students were killed on national TV, Mm -hmm. where there was a real threat against the government. And so the Chinese government is terrified that people will come together and overthrow them. Yeah. And they're afraid when they look around of we can't give them a flashpoint to coalesce around Mm -hmm. because everyone knows that when you're looking at revolutions, revolutions never really start based on a true principle. They almost always start because people can't get bread. People can't get medical care. There's no money. And then slowly that turns and then someone grabs onto that and is then able to turn it even more. That's how Mao took power. That's how all these different guys took power. Mm -hmm. So the Chinese government's like, this is great. We love you, Lee. Uh, The last thing Lee claimed is that he could purify his students' bodies. Uh He could unblock their main and collateral channels. And in doing so, he could remove the root of their disease if they were ill. Yeah, so I've, again, uh, I had a, I didn't have, I have a friend who had a chiropractor who told her that she needed to fix her gut health mm-hmm. because if she could clear her bowel movements, then uh, she wouldn't have cancer anymore. Yep. So yeah, yeah, acupuncture, all those different stuff. And here's the thing. If you follow any of these, I'm not going to yuck your yum. No. There, there's very little scientific data proving that any of these things work. However. Listen, I want to fight chiropractors all day. Maybe I know I'll you do don't. an episode on chiropractors. I know you do. But they the, call themselves doctors. But the one thing, much like all these things, right? Yeah. Is whenever you start doing something differently, you're going to feel different and different when you've been feeling bad for a long time. Different is good. He's nice. Different is better. Yeah. He's teaching people how to meditate. Yeah. He's making people move slowly. Yeah. In motions that are bringing them some sense of peace. Yeah. Whether or not that's actually focusing the cheat. How much does cheat. it cost to join this cult? It's, How's he making money? So, um... Cults are for money. He really doesn't make any money. What? Because he writes books. And again, there's very little... To this day, there's very little copyright protection in China. So people... Like, one guy buys his book, then prints it, and yeah. then the bootleggers make all the money. Yeah. What he starts to really build, though, mm-hmm. is power. Oh, he starts to build power in China. Need money when you got power. Yep. He also claims during this time that he has discovered eternal youth and he's clairvoyant. God damn. Um, (laughs) He always takes it one too far. He's still invisible. So uh, Lee really builds up his relationships specifically with the Ministry of Public Security. Okay. Which is like in charge of the police forces. He gives lectures at government functions on government television. He treats inju- 100 uh, injured Chinese police officers. Mm-hmm. He has them go through it. It starts to become part of, especially at like the, like the province level. Yeah. Province level, level people are like, this guy's fucking great, dude. Like if you were just like, imagine if you were in, in charge of like the Chinese version of, I don't know, Illinois. Okay. Right. We're not talking about all of China. Just like we're not talking about all of America. Yeah. You're just in charge of whatever the Chinese, like even better, Ohio. You're in, you're in charge of oh, Chinese come on. Ohio. Come on, Ohio. All right. all right, so you're having industrial accidents. People oh. can't eat. There's epidemics. You know what I mean? All this different you're stuff. You're in Ohio. And then Columbus this, is and there. people are getting mad, right? Yeah. And people are mad all the time. And you're in charge of Ohio, yeah. right? And some guy shows up and goes, guys, don't worry. Just do these slow movements. And just think and balance and clear your heart. And then suddenly less people are yelling. 
This guy's fucking great. Whatever this guy fucking needs. Yeah, whatever he needs. And that's what Mr. Lee does. He would he comes into mm. these areas and it's him. And he's really calming people down. Yeah. And he really starts to build this following. Okay. And we don't know the exact numbers. We know that it was probably in the hundreds of thousands. Okay. Lee now claims it was 100 million followers. Is Lee still alive? He's still alive. Oh my God. Because this must work. He's been alive forever. He's been alive for a very long time. Since at least 1951. Allegedly. It's very... You'll find out soon. So Lee... um, he claims 100 million followers he had in China now. Okay. Um, in 1995, 1995, Lee stated that he was done teaching in China. Oh, also, for that 100 million followers, that, uh, just remember, at this point in time, I think China had 1.2 billion people. Okay. Like, it's it's a massive He's country. He's basically a Kardashian. Basically. Like, their Instagram followers. Yeah. So Lee, like Kylie, I think. 1995, I Lee states that he's done teaching in China, but now he has to teach Falun Gong to the world. Okay, good. Got to open up your horizon. Yeah, so from 1995 to 1999, Falun Gong seminars uh, begin to be taught uh, internationally. Okay. And clubs, everywhere he teaches, clubs begin to open up, especially in university towns. Okay. In Europe, North America, and Australia. Oh, okay. And it goes so well that in 1996, Lee moves to the United States with his wife and daughter. Mm-hmm. They become permanent residents in New York. Okay. And they found the Dragon Springs Temple in Deer Park, New York. All right. That's how he got to New York. Yep. In 19- Is that in upstate New York? Yeah, uh, no, it's actually really close to where New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey meet. Okay, that's a pretty good location. Yeah, it's it's like that, you can get that to little the corner. City, yeah, you but can, you're still kind of in the woods. He can kind of get anywhere. Yeah. Nineteen ninety eight hits. All right. Um Lee states that he believes that alien invaders walk the earth. Fuck yeah, dude. That modern science and race mixing are part of their ploy to overtake humanity. Oh man, I got so excited about the aliens. And now he I'm reportedly said that he can walk through walls and make himself invisible again. He already said he was invisible. Well, I'm just saying this is what he said in nineteen ninety eight. He can walk through walls. Let me talk to you about this aliens. And uh, race mixing is part of the alien plot. I don't want to talk about the race mixing part. He also I do want to talk about the alien part. He also uh, is vehemently against homosexuality and God transgenderism. Damn it! Um, Lee then tells people that his followers that he is a being from a higher level who has come to Earth to <sighs> help humankind from the destruction it could face as a result of rampant evil. Okay. Uh, he then tells his. I close, don't love this rebrand. He then tells his closest followers not to tell people this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is insider info yeah. only. Yeah. No, he's like, he's like, no, no, no. This is only for the five dollar team leads. Oh yeah, the five dollar <laughs> team leads get to know. He's like, no, no, no. Only they get to vote. I'm, I'm a special alien from a different planet. Yeah. He, no, he's from a different plane. Okay. Plane of existence. There's rampant though. evil out here, though. This there is what he is. says in You've 1998. <laughs> um, and then in uh, 1999. Okay. Doctors and state media in China begin to come out against Qigong. Oh, <gasps> why? Uh, they start pointing out that it's a fraud, it's quackery, that it's a bunch of bullshit. Specifically, um, uh, government-related doctors specifically call out Falun Gong. The government, the doctors being paid by the government? Yeah, they specifically this are starting- This is why I don't go to doctors paid by the government. They start to call out Falun Gong directly. Oh, out of all of them. They're like, Chi Kung Yo. is shit. Falun Gong is the shittiest. Yo. And uh, Falun Gong members get very upset by this. Rap, rap. Um, they begin to protest peacefully. 
Okay. They have um, large protests. Okay. Very well organized. I bet. Polite. Incredibly. Yeah. And they're organized through the internet for the first time. Oh, see. So this isn't like Tiananmen where it's people handing, you know, it's just university students handing out pamphlets on the college campus. Mm -hmm. This is people using early internet in China and saying, we're going to meet here. So, you know, they had an instance where a guy goes on a TV channel, a local TV channel, and goes, hey, um, you know, know, Qigong and Falun Gong shit. And they show up, they protest, they stand in front of the the TV station yeah. till that guy gets fired. Nice. And replaced. Now, and so they're, they're able to get this again because they also have certain protection inside the local Chinese party. Okay. Because the local, a lot of local officials are now doing Qigong. Nice. And a lot of them are following Gong members and they're like, this is great. I don't know who I'm rooting for, I just realized. Yeah. Because on one hand, it's a cult and they're never good. On the other hand, it's government. I don't want to root for them either. But uh, I have a question. You yeah. might not know the answer to this. When they're protesting, are they they shouting? They got signs. They're chanting, or are they standing there quietly, just making eye contact with each other, like just staring into the void? Because that's scarier and more intimidating. Um, I think it was the first one. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely saw from the images I saw online was was them. I think they were all wearing like yellow shirts and like carrying signs and banners mm. and just you know chanting slogans yeah. and things like that. I think it's more terrifying if you got hundreds of people just standing quietly just staring at said building because that's way more ominous. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I know. Wow. You know, I think I remember there was some movie years ago where it was like everyone gets some brain bug and it's like one person doesn't get it and like everyone just like freezes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So everyone's just like standing there and then people start like walking up tall buildings and just like walking off them. Whoa. I don't but know. it's all in like dead silence. It was, I think the movie was in like 2010 or something like that. I can't remember it, but I, I just remember this scene. But I just think of like, you but, know, but, like when people go protest, like the Supreme Court Justice's house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 500 people on your lawn staring at your front door, not saying a word. That's fucking intimidating. Yeah. That's terrifying. Oh, that's the flash mob I <laughs> that's want. That's the flash mob I want to start. Yeah. With complete silence. There, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's fucking good. <laughs> you're, you're an evil genius. I know. When we get our cult going, you're going to be a good number two. Wait, why won't I be number one? I'm I, the ideas guy. Yeah, that's fine. I'm a charismatic leader with a messianic complex. Oh, God, we all know. All right. So they be, they, um, they keep doing these protests. So every time people talk bad about them, the followers come out and they do these peaceful protests. They're incredibly uh, well organized. This freaks out the new Chinese leader, Zheng Zemin. Okay. Because he's looking around. Now, one thing you need to know about Chinese history is China has a had a problem with large cults springing up out of nowhere with messianic leaders. What? Murdering, like, millions of people. What? So there's like the Taiping Rebellion is like a, a giant war that happened because of Jesus's brother. Some guy just says out of nowhere he was Jesus's brother. In and China? In China. Israeli Jesus? Yep. The Chinese brother? Yeah, yeah. It's Listen, it's a lot. Okay. But it happens constantly. In that book I was telling about, The Romance of the Three Kingdoms, that starts yeah. with the Yellow Turban Rebellion, or also known as the Yellow Scarves, Rebe- Scarves Rebellion. Okay. Again, these are fanatical religious cult leaders who are able to take up because there's so many fucking loose people with nothing to fucking do. Yeah. Who are starving. Yep. So they just kind of show up and they go, huh? So they see, Hey, 
This guy who isn't even fucking in the country. Yeah, he's in New York. He's in New York. And some guy, one of our dudes, talked a little bit of shit, and thousands of his protesters show up. Mm -hmm. So the next protest they have, the police crack down on it violently. Whoa, all right. Uh, They arrest a bunch of people, and Chinese leaders uh, inside the Central Committee turn to Zhang Jimin. They go, hey, man, I think you might be overstepping here. And that, because people talked back to Zhang, Uh Zhang said, suppress it all. Okay. They're heretics. There we go. All right. It's done. See? This is why I have no side to be on. I don't want to root for the cult, and I don't want to root for an overbearing government. Yeah, and that's 100% what happens because Zhang Jimin declares that everything of Falun Gong is heretical, mm-hmm. that it should be suppressed. Um, starting on the 20th of July, 1999, security forces abducted and detained thousands of Falun Gong practices um, and especially targeted people that were identified as leaders. An arrest warrant was issued for Lee, but he was in America. Um, inside the warrant, they claimed that he was, quote, disturbing the public order, unquote. Okay. China asked Interpol, the international police agency, to arrest Lee, but Interpol declined because they wanted to see the full warrant and to find out what all the full charges were, and the Chinese refused. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chinese then revoked Lee's passport. Um, so Lee can no longer travel internationally outside the United States because he doesn't have a passport. Okay. Um, this, by the, I think it's October, um, they actually p- banned a bunch of religions. It was like 14 religions. Back to banning religions. Falun Gong was the top, but all of them are messianic cults. Okay. And almost every single one of them, their leader either is God or is a relative of God. Or, like Lee, has... Is from a different plane of existence and aliens and can walk through walls. Yes, 100%. So, these all fall under heterodox teachings. Oh, this is getting very fancy. Yeah, I actually saved the page on this one. Um, in, the, in the Chinese translation, um, these are considered a new religious movements. Okay. Uh, but it can also be translated as cults or evil religions. Oh, uh, heterodox teachings are defined by Chinese law as organizations and religious movements that either fraudulent, fraudulently use religion to carry out other illegal activities, deify their leaders, spread superstition to confuse or deceive the public, or disturb the social order by harming people's lives or property. Okay. So that was the reasoning. And that they passed the law fully on, on the 30th of October, 1999. Okay. So a few things happen after this. Okay. Um, I see more highlighting on your document. Yeah, so I copied this directly from the Wikipedia. Okay. um, Because, again, the Chinese government now go into full propaganda mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is the reason why, and one of the things is is the reason why I said there's going to be a lot of propaganda, and this whole thing has this button. Allegedly. Is because not only does the Chinese government uh, especially the Communist Party's Central Committee, lie about fucking everything when possible. Yeah, of course. So does Falun Gong. God damn. They both are liars. So it's it's difficult to tell. It's You know, remember in like a labyrinth, like I'm the one, I, one of us lies and one of us tells the truth. Yeah. They're both lying. They're yeah. both fucking liars. <laughs> but they're both saying they tell the truth. And you're like, shit, I don't know. And you're like, man, why are David Bowie's pants so tight? And and one of the things is that's the reason why Falun Gong 
it says they had 100 million followers by the time they were banned. Okay. Because the Chinese government said they have 100 million followers. We think it might have been closer to two or three million okay. of like devout practitioners. Okay. With other people having done it. The same way like Richard Simmons. Like Richard Simmons sold 50 million VHS tapes, right? Or the Tybo guy, right? Oh, Billy Blanks. Yeah, Billy Blanks. He sold all these these, Ugh, these VHS I and DVDs. I loved Billy Blanks. Yeah. Richard Simmons I liked as well, but uh, this is a fun side, a side story. When I was in high school, we didn't have like uh, gym classes. Like whatever y'all did in gym classes with like climbing ropes and stuff like that. We didn't do that. We just did Richard Simmons workout tapes. Like they would just roll out the TV and put a cassette tape in. And then all of us would just do the dan- burn it to the oldies or whatever it was called every every day. Yep. <laughs> Fucking, so I was like, I hated Richard Simmons videos, but then I was like, you know what, this is awesome. Honestly, I love it. Yeah. And then, yeah, Billy Blanks, I think that my senior year is when Billy Blanks came out, and they were like, we got a new cassette tape. It's called Tybo. And I was like, bet. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tybo is the number one seller of all time. For like, It is so fun. I would yeah. do it right now, like, if we had a cassette player. <laughs> I think we can just pull them up on YouTube. Oh, really? I think they're, I think, oh, I'm pretty sure. I guess I know what I'm going to do tomorrow morning before work. Mm. Tomorrow's Friday. Ah, I'm so excited. Yeah, and I have off because I'm going to be traveling. You know what? No one um, wants to hear about your awesome three-day weekend. So one of the things, I'm going to get into the horrifying stuff, but let's do a funny thing that the Chinese government does. Oh, God. Okay. Now put your hand on mine. Okay, I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to promise you that this is very funny. Okay. So because the Chinese government is like, all right, well, first thing, obviously, this is a messianic cult, so we got to take down the leader, but we can't touch him. Because he's in America. Because he's in America. You know, USA, USA. Mm-hmm. Um, so they write a new biography on him. Yeah, oh. and they're like, "No, this is the official ah! biography." I live. That's so, such a petty bitch move. Again, they say that they say that Lee was born in either 1951 or 1952. Again, part of that's because of records are so bad. Yeah. Remember the region I was telling you about. His parents divorced while he was a toddler. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> yeah, they just out the <laughs> beat. They're like, "Yeah, yeah." His parents divorced. He's from a broken home. And Lee and his siblings remained with his mother. And in 1955, they relocated to the Changchung. Lee is said to have attended primary middle school in Changchung between 1960 and 1970. And as with most school-aged children in China, Lee's formal education was interrupted by the Cultural Revolution. Okay. He did not attend high school, but ultimately completed high school through correspondence courses in the 1980s. All right. Yeah, they called him a GED kid. They sure did. Chinese government accounts emphasize repeatedly that Lee lacks a higher education and was an undistinguished student, notable only for playing the trumpet. Fuck, dude. After attaining his middle school diploma in 1970. Yeah, they really, they, they're really just like, yo, Damn. fuck this dude. Damn. Lee was said to have held a, quote, series of unremarkable jobs. <laughs> Between 1970 and 1972, Lee worked at an army horse farm. Okay. As a stable boy. From Shoveling 1972 shit. to 1978, he was a trumpet player in a forest police unit in Jilin province. Okay. And he subsequently worked as a clerk in the grain and oil procurement company in Changchung. Quote, unnamed former classmates and co-workers cited in government accounts stress repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. That Lee was unremarkable. Oh my God, what a fucking harsh burn. That they never saw him practicing Qigong. (laughs) 
that they had no knowledge of the Buddhist or Taoist masters that he claimed to have studied under. Early an early group of adopters in Changchung, who uh, who did early forms of Falun Gong. Yeah, they said they became disenchanted after Li forbade his followers from charging fees for the practice at the end of 1994. So he taught them, and they're like, "Okay, cool. So we're going to teach people, and then we're going to charge MLM. MLM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MLM. They're like, we're going to put people in our downline. He's like, "No, only I can charge." Oh, boo, bro! You just start the downline. You take a percentage of theirs. Yep. That's- God, he, he, he didn't do it. He should have grew up in Utah. He would have known how to do this. He would have known. Or in a These group of early adopters then left the movement and proceeded to send to the government ministries a series of accusations against Lee. Among them, that he had not shown any of the superhuman powers that he claims to have yeah, no- learned during his life. He had to open lead. doors before he walked through them. Okay. The Chinese then claimed that Lee lied about his birthday. But, but nobody knows his birthday. Falun Gong sources published that Lee was born on the 13th of May, 1951. Okay. The Chinese government published his birthday as either the 7th or 27th of July, 1952. I mean, one of those is a Taurus, so that's a bummer. Well, actually, more importantly, the one Lee is claiming is the same birthday as the Gautama Buddha. Oh. So, you know, in the idea of reincarnation, yeah. all this stuff dealing with Buddhist principles, mm-hmm. he's implying, yeah, implying, hey. Am I starting to believe the Chinese propaganda about him? I don't know. Oh, no. Um, as evidence of the 1952 birth, authorities uh, quoted a midwife, midwife from the area who recalled delivering Lee in Shut July of 1952. Up. They got the midwife that delivered him? Unremarkable baby. Now, the Falun Gong dispute her account. Because she asserts that she used Oxycontin on the mom to assist the birth. But the Falun Gong point out that Oxycontin did not exist until 1953 in China. I was going to say, like, did Oxys even exist back then? Yep. Yo, but this unremarkable burn is very Trumpy. Yep. Uh, He was unremarkable. The Chinese then claim that Li uh, changed his name to Li Hongzai. Okay. Um, Hongzai means vast will. Oh. His actual birth name was Li Lai. Okay. L-A-I. And they go back and forth with uh, documented evidence of all these different things. Lee has pushed back on some of this. He claimed that part of it was due to the times. Yeah. There were uh, clerical errors. Okay. Um, about his birthday. And he ended up, you know, bribing an official at a police station to change the record for him. Oh. Um, he admitted that. Um, uh, but he said that his uh, date, yeah, because he said his date of birth had been misprinted um, as just, you know, bureaucracy. Uh, regarding the accusation that he himself selected the Buddha's birthday as his own, Lee characterized it as a smear and said, quote, what's the big deal of having the same birthday as the Buddha? Many criminals were also born on that date. I never said that I am the Buddha. I am just a very ordinary man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. He's he's in this, we don't know when he was born, but it, theoretically, if either of them are right, he's either a Taurus or a Leo. And both fit. I'm going to say it, both <laughs> fit. Both fit with the behavior pattern. Both fit. The ego. Yeah. I see it all. Yeah. Um, I live 
for how petty this is. Yeah, this is the midwife. Yeah, they the, fed, your, they, they pull some old lady. Divorced. Yeah, uh, you only know how to play trumpet and shovel dirt. You got a GED. Like this is yeah aggressively passive. And what, what, what's crazy though is many of the things that they're like, yeah, look how fucked up your life is. Like you can point to the fact that. It's the Chinese government's fault for, like, all of this. Yeah. Like, like for the most part, like, clearly the guy is good at something. He's good yeah. at, at starting a cult. He's good at being a leader. He's good at tai teaching Chi. people. Yeah, teaching people Qigong and all this different stuff. But the Chinese are like, yeah, but you ain't shit because you didn't do good. You, didn't, you didn't do as good as us, as us during the Cultural Revolution when none of us got an education. You only made it to middle school before... Our own government overthrew our schools, you piece of shit. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. But, but here's what I'm going to do. We're going to take a break right here. Okay. Because this well, is... we were holding hands. We were holding... Give me your hand. Okay. Because this is where the fun ends. Oh, no. This oh. is where the fun ends. No, but I was having a good time. I know. And this no. is the last part that will be fun. No, this is supposed to be about dancing. I know. I, I know. Remember? This was supposed to be about Shen Yun. Yeah. But so far, I've only taught you about the history of the Falun Gong, yeah. but specifically this guy named Lee. Yeah, Miss uh, Lee Hongzi. All right, so we're so, gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. Get our bearings. I'm gonna have. You're probably gonna ruin my night. I'm gonna have my my last podcast break smoke. Oh my god, are you telling the people? Yeah, I'm telling the people. Oh that way, god, I can be they... held accountable for my actions. Oh my god, he's this quit is smoking. This is my this is my um, David Hasselhoff eating a cheeseburger at the top of the stairs. <laughs> All right, you're allowed. To, if I start smoking again, because I'm gonna put on the patch tomorrow. Uh huh. You know, by the time this episode is posted, I should yeah. be like four days in. I like that the the listeners out of context. This is what they know. You're going away for a few days. Yep. With it covered in patches. Covered, just covered head to toe in nicotine patches. <laughs> and when I come back, mm hmm, uh, from the smoke break. Yeah. The horror. Okay. The horror begins, and not in ways that you can imagine. I guess imagine. I should just pull up a, a kitten video. You might, you know, honestly, you might want to have myself, something to get myself. What's prepared. that music? Like ding, 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 ding. Oh wait, is that the YouTube survey music? I hate the YouTube survey music. Yeah. No. Yeah, we'll pull up some like happy music. Okay. That is that we. Rage Against the Machine. Oh, that might be good. We'll be right back. After this little break from Woo! His Name Was Dusk. And we're back. Okay. So before we get into this whole part, remember that this is about dancing. <laughs> oh. Before we get into this whole next segment. Let me segment. tell you something fun that's not about this. Um, I made spinach artichoke dip, and it's real good. It was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, listeners. The, before you, we hear about whatever horrors Alex is about to tell us, um, I got in the mood for a Bennigan's spinach and artichoke dip, and I went out and I found all the ingredients and the recipe, and I made it. Well, I sort of followed the recipe. But now we've just been eating spinach artichoke dip for dinner for a couple of days. <laughs> that's the only thing bringing me joy before whatever you tell me. So uh, in 1999... Okay, great year. I was there. Wonderful year, right? Yeah. We had a good time. Everyone thought the world was going to end the next year. What was I doing in 1999? You were probably in high school. Was I? Oh, yeah, I was in high school. Okay, yeah. you're right. Yeah. I was doing Richard Simmons. <laughs> yeah. So 1999, uh, it's banned. Okay. Um, and like I said, uh, a lot of their followers are locked up. Um, 
the where did I I swear I had a segment in here I lost it uh oh Skedio. oh no the unprofessionalism no here it is I found it oh, I found it this is gonna be my way to get Wendy Williams okay so uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave it up to you I'm gonna okay. leave it up to you all right I'm ready do you want to hear what the Chinese did to Chinese government did to the Falun Gong okay or or do you want to hear how the Falun Gong and Shen Yung kept going uh, I think we need to know what happened for which side like what did they do Okay, so they locked up um, hundreds, if not millions, of followers. Okay. They sent them to re-education camps mm-hmm. um, in China. The government pushed this also. Yes, the government pushed pushed Falun Gong. Yeah, for years. And then turned their, turned their back, decided it was evil. Yeah. Declared it evil, mm-hmm. declared it a cult. And then put them in ed- re-education camps. Put them in re-education camps, similar to what's happening to Uyghur Muslims um, in China now. Yeah. Um, in 2008, the State Department believed that up to half of China's re-education camp labor detainees were Falun Gong practitioners. Mm-hmm. A 2013 report on labor re-education camps by Amnesty International found that in some cases, Falun Gong practitioners constituted on average from one-third to 100% of the total population of some camps. So these are political prisoners. When you... Okay, see, when you call them re-education camps, but then you're talking about labor. No, it's hard labor. Yeah, you got me. What are we... What's the education? What are we learning? They are being put into camps, and they're being told every day um, to repeat that Falun Gong is an evil cult. And then build roads? Do whatever. Okay. Whatever labor they need, um, but you know, hard labor. Yeah, um, they're being starved. They're being beaten. They are. Um, there's just a lot of different horrors. Not that, that I'm happen. saying I would, but could they be like, I'm? I completely believe the government, and I have turned my back on this re- religion, and I am for the government, and then get out. Yeah. Okay. The same thing happens with Uyghurs if they if they turn completely against. Now they will always be under suspicion from that point forward. Yeah. They and their families will always be under high surveillance. Mm-hmm. And if they're ever caught, uh, you know, through recidivism, through practicing or talking positively about it again, and yeah. then they will go back into the camps or they'll be killed and their organs will be harvested. Great. So there's a whole thing in China with using yeah, political yeah, yeah, prisoner yeah, 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 for yeah, organ yeah, harvesting. I knew that. Um now, the Falun Gong will claim that it's up to two or three million. Okay. Um, of, uh, most official reports, the low number is 2,000. Okay. Which is still a lot. That's still a lot. One is too many. Yeah, but there's but there's some that believe it's probably around the so million area. The... And the thing is, it's a oh. million organs. Okay. Um, and uh. if you do it quickly, you can harvest up to three organs per body. Oh, my God. Um, that are that are usable, uh, but there is a whole issue with political prisoners in China having their organs harvested. Um, now, whether or not be, that be due to the fact they died of malnutrition or the fact they were executed, and their families are then charged but it's for their execution, incredibly profitable. It is incredibly profitable. Yeah. So that's what it, the answer. Yeah. It's money. Yeah, it's money. Duh. Solved. It's money and control. Yeah, solved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. So that's what Mr. What was that show that was on that I didn't want to watch the ending of? Were they are harvesting organs? The one where they were like going through the, um, they were going through like the different scenarios where like they had to run and play little schoolyard games. Oh, Squid Games. Yeah. Were they 
I don't know. I we never, like, we never, you were like, oh, we're not. I just, I didn't You got uncomfortable watch and you didn't want to watch the end. I and so then I didn't. I understood what the show was about. From yeah, the I know, but I never got to see and the And I don't find the desperation that it, that capitalism forces upon people to be an entertaining show. But this isn't capitalism. This is communism. No, I was just thinking that I, I could have sworn there was a thing about harvesting. There probably there. was. Oh, no. You know what? There was. There was. Remember? Because the people who died, they, you would see them removing the organs yeah. and then selling I them don't, off. That's what popped in my head. Yeah. That. And them talking about how much money they were making from it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so this is great. What a fun podcast. Yeah, this is a great episode. Okay, what happens next? Maybe something fun? Um, so basically at this point, Mr. Lee is... Still uh, in New York. He's still in New York. Mm-hmm. He's building the Dragon Springs Temple. And not reaching out to the U.S. government to be like, hey, uh, crimes against humanity. Oh, no, he's doing that. Oh, he is. All right. Yeah, yeah. He's doing that through his newspaper. Oh, he has a newspaper. Yeah, the Epoch Times. Oh, that's not a great name. Yeah. Do you know what the Epoch Times is? No. So um, Epoch Times is a far-right newspaper. What? It is. Now, do you know about you know about the Moonies? Yeah. And the Church of Unification? Yes. Okay. So they own the Washington Times. Yeah. Which Ronald Reagan loved. And this is a thing that happens often with people who leave communist countries. Mm-hmm. They always go far-right. Because they think that they'll be the strongest warriors against the communist government that they left behind. Yeah, it's the reason Cubans are all Republicans. Yeah, it's right? the reason Cubans are all Republicans. It's the reason most Vietnamese Americans are mm-hmm. typically very hardcore conservative. Yeah. Um, the Moonies and the Church Unification Church, they are um, hardcore Republicans. And the Washington Times is has a hardcore conservative slant. Uh, but I just pulled up the Epoch Times here. You can just see a couple different things at the top. Gut health, top yeah. left there. Gut health. Yeah, they they they're constantly talking about the Covenant school shooting over there. They they really want to read the the transgender shooters uh, writings because they want to prove that it's all a trans plot. They don't talk about any of the other shootings. Okay, but they focus heavily on that one. Yeah. Um. But they go through epoch. The Epoch Times um, started in two thousand. It was a, its original intent was to spread Falun Gong propaganda to Chinese immigrants living in the United States. Okay. So at this time in the early 2000s, there actually were, and there there isn't as much anymore, because especially since the Trump administration, there has been a crackdown on Chinese immigration to America. Hmm. But you had a lot of dual citizenship. So you had a lot of rich Chinese, yeah. um, especially upper echelon members of the, the Central Committee, their children yeah. would fly to America and give birth in America. Mm-hmm. To then have dual citizenship between China and America. Yeah. So then they could keep dealing with the business interests that are happening there. Okay. Because, again, there's also the economic liberalization that's happening at this time, which you have a lot of American companies um, that are opening plants in China. Okay. So they want to keep those business uh, avenues open, and they don't ever want the Chinese government to say, you can't go to America— this way, if you're a dual citizen, you could get protections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you turn, you know, if you piss off the government like Mr. Lee did, you can just go to America and, and just, not go to a re-education camp and get your organs harvested and get Alex upset inside of a coach store. Exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent. For reference, it was because this child under the age of twelve had a black card and was out buying us. I was buying like a, we were, I was getting a nice purse to celebrate. No, we got this. we got to set this up. This was about four <laughs> years ago. 
Four years ago. I just didn't want people to think I was mad at somebody. No, I also don't want people to think that we're just out here buying coach purses all the time. (laughs) No, No, four years ago. Actually, it was even longer than that. It It was was. like eight years ago. No, but this started like eight years ago. I kept saying, you kept saying you wanted a coach purse. Yeah. And I kept saying that I would get it for you. But then we kept having financial issues. Yeah. We kept having things get in the way. Everything. And then when we moved to the suburbs, Mm -hmm. sold our house. Yep. I finally bought you two coach purses. Yeah, because I graduated college. Yep, and you got and your driver's license. And I got license. my driver's license. Yep, and I had meant it, the, the college graduation would have been put off for two years. This was yep. right before COVID. It was right before all those different things. So this was my way of finally saying, hey, we finally did it. And we went to the coach store down in the Christiana Mall in Delaware. Yep. And because I knew they had a good selection and all those different things. Tax free, baby. And we walk in <laughs> and we had been there like a couple times before and you would show me purses you had liked. Yeah. And they were very, very nice there. And I was very excited, so excited for them to finally uh, not pretty woman us. Yeah. Because every time we walked in, they'd be like, oh, if you need anything. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, you, we clearly don't have money. Yeah. But I was like walking in, I'm like, we got money. And I'm like, <laughs> excuse me, Ken. And then it was like six. The short, like little eleven-year-old Chinese kids, kids come kids. walking in, and the ladies went one moment, and they turned, and he pulled out a black card and just started barking orders at them, and they just started collecting purses. Yeah, and then he so Facetimed one his of mom. Everything. Yeah, he Facetimed his mom, and he was like throwing them. Yeah, because again, it's that idea of you know his family's so rich and so well connected that, and he's used to being treated like a little prince, and that actually yeah. is a problem inside of the upper echelons in China is that the younger generations have been raised in such opulency and wealth that, you know, they're, they're quote unquote communist, but they have no connection to the revolution, to how it used to be any of those different things. And part of that is because of the cultural revolution. Yeah. They don't have a connection back to the land, back to the farms that maybe their families came from any of these different things. Their dad, you know, their grandfather happened to be a functionary in this area, and he never got caught doing Falun Gong. Anyway, this kid came in with a black card, bought every purse in the store, and Alex was just standing there like, what? It was like a whirlwind was happening around us. Every sales associate. I was 30 being trumped by an 11-year-old. It was incredibly funny. I could not stop laughing about it. And meanwhile, in the back, there was a lady, like, because it was before TikTok was big. Yeah. But she was on, like, one of those streaming sites, and she was holding up purses because they were doing live auctions back to China and Singapore to sell more purses. I was like, what the fuck has happened to this store? incredible. And then when I asked the lady afterwards, I said, why why is all of this happening? And she was like, oh, because Delaware is the corporate capital of the world. And so a lot of these people, these are their kids especially, travel over here with their dads Yeah. when they're closing business deals in at the corporate headquarters in Delaware. Yeah. And the Christiana malls around the corner. So they send all their kids here. And so the Christiana and King of Prussia malls are known for if you want to get American goods, this is where you go and they're cheap. It was just it so. It was an incredible moment to watch an 11 year old just spike us. Spike me right in the face. So, anyway, uh, by 2003, the Epoch Times is the largest Chinese language newspaper outside of China. Okay. And wow. again, its main push, um, it has the most readers. Its main push is to push Falun Gong. Yeah. And it's also pushing a lot of anti-Chinese and pro-democracy propaganda at whoa, the same time. Oh, dangerous. Sorry, anti-communist, not yeah. anti-Chinese. 
pushing a lot of that. And so a lot of pro-democracy movements end up becoming aligned with the Falun Gong because they have money, they have connection, they have power, they, they have a newspaper. newspaper. Exactly. In okay. 2003, uh, late 2003, uh, Epoch Times launches an English language version online. Okay. And in 2004, they begin a print version okay. of the Epoch Times. Um, 2006, we are finally getting to Shen Yun. Yeah, we're close. You said 2008 they started, right? No, 2006 oh, is 2006, when they started. So this is how they started. In 2006, um, some Falun Gong members, I believe it was in California, went to Mr. Lee and they said, hey, we want to spread the teachings of Falun Gong okay. through dance. And oh, okay. he said, okay. And like, great. And so he gave them their blessing and they put on a show and Mr. Lee watched it and he said, that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. <laughs> so this was fucking awful. Yeah, and he's like, and I'm a trumpet player. Yeah. And so Lee immediately took it over. Okay. And using other practitioners, he began to build this dance troupe. So it was started in 2006. They started their first international tour in 2007. Yeah. They did not have a good name for it yet. They tried yeah. a few different names that didn't quite work. At first, they called it Chinese Spectacular. Okay. Then they called it Holiday Wonders. Mm -hmm. Then they called it the Chinese New Year Spectacular. Okay. And then not they called it Divine Performing Arts. All right. And then finally, they called it Shen Yun. What Shen Yun mean? Uh, I said at the very beginning of the show, if you could remember, no, it means it's so long ago. it means divine rhythm. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm harvesting your brain. Um, yeah, that's right. Because then um, I got that rhythm song stuck in my head there yep. for a minute. While all this is happening, they also begin a television network called the New Tang Dynasty Television Network. Okay. Um, and during this entire time, mm -hmm. for years, the Epoch Times, Sound of Hope. Shen Yun and New Tang Dynasty Television Network all deny that they're part of Falun Gong. But everyone who gets near it is like, dude, this is completely being run by some weird cult. Like, because so Lee owns all these things, but he's denying he's no, the owner? No, Lee doesn't own it. It's all owned and operated by followers of the Falun Gong. Oh. All the executives are followers of the Falun Gong. Okay. All of their mission statements are about pushing Falun Gong and teaching more people about it. Epoch Times has repeated articles about Falun Gong okay. and about how it's being suppressed in China. <clears throat> so, like, everywhere, but much like... The Unification Church, and much like a lot of these Deseret News mm -hmm. for the Mormons, yeah, it is, but isn't Got because it. not everyone working there is a Falun Gong member. So they'll hire young reporters, yeah, and those reporters won't be Falun Gong members, but it'll be heavily implied to them, like, yo, you know, you really should come to some classes. Oh, it's one no. of those. So not everyone working on a Tom Cruise members a Scientology member, yeah, on a Tom Cruise movie, right? But like, but listen, it would be better if you went and got an e-meter reading. Maybe you gotta go get an e-meter reading. Yeah, so it, it's that type Your of vibes thing. Are off. So you know, and and it's it's pretty clear that Lee has editorial control, um, that the Falun Gong and all these different things, but it's never official. But they don't have like an office building. Is no, they have an they, office building. Yeah, there is an office building. It's in Manhattan. What? Yeah, they have the Epoch Times is located in Manhattan, and in fact, uh, in two thousand nine, Lee made an appearance at the Manhattan offices where he stated that Epoch Times and Shen Yun are our media. And that's when he officially admitted that it's okay. all mine. 
all right, good. Yeah. I was like, I'm not, like, he's not pulling the wool over my eyes. No. He's not really invisible. No. So what he did, though, is he he goes, and this entire time while this is happening, he's still building Dragon Springs Temple. So he's 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 running a news media business. He's got his uh, religious cult. He's building this uh, thing right now. What you're describing to me, and I'm not, I, I don't mean to bring it up again, but this is the business in succession. A hundred percent. This is succession. This is succession. Yeah. This is the Roy family. Is, they're like, we have a bunch of parks. Yep. We have theme shows. Yep. We got a news media bracket. Yep. Okay. Now, the one thing, I watched a couple documentaries that were especially, mostly overseas. Okay. Um, Australian and British about Falun Gong. Okay. And they were all very like, ooh, Falun Gong, it's a cult, you know? Okay. And as I'm watching them, they brought up some things that to us, you know, in the West are bad. Mm-hmm. So first thing, yes, it is a religious cult. Yes, it's homophobic. Yes, it is against... um interracial marriage or mm-hmm. breeding Ooh. any of that stuff um yes the dragon springs temple is a compound okay it is a massive compound yeah and yes like most of those weird 70s cults it is constantly fighting with the township oh you got to over with building codes you got to fight with the township because they were cleared to build like a seven story temple they built it eight of course. Um, you know, there was a few different things. A man died um, while building uh, part of the temple. Yeah. He fell. He was a 50-year-old uh, Canadian man. Um, it was not investigated by OSHA because officially he was not a contractor. He was a volunteer. Oh. And there was no autopsy done because his family said that they are religiously against autopsies. So oh. there was never an investigation. Wow. So shady – yeah. But like all things, oh, Mr. Like, Lee not touches. A private contractor, yep, they're, a volunteer. Like, what a fucking. fucking I know. Son of a bitch. I was like, dude, you're pulling that Jimmy Carter move. Oh, my God. Don't uh, you bring up the good name of Jimmy Carter on this day. But um, the other part of this is that, you know, with Dragon Springs, Dragon Springs is also where they do a lot of the training for Shen Yun. So, okay. Shen Yun now. The dancing. Yeah, the dancing. That has eight touring companies. Yep. I believe like multiple orchestras. Mm-hmm. They all do their training and then they tour for six months okay. and then they come back to the temple um, where they do more training. You can see a lot of the Shen Yun dancers are influencers online. They have YouTube channels. They are? Yes. <gasps> I did not know this. Yes. And they are targeted, you know, they're targeted to, towards younger people, especially people who are super into dance. Okay. Um, and they will have some like I, I watched one. The guy was like, "Why I'm no longer in Shen Yun?" Oh, those are the best. And Why I, I quit working at Sephora? Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, cool. This guy's gonna give me the inside on the cult." No, he's still in the cult. He's just an instructor now. Oh, gotcha. And I was like, "Fuck!" Oh, you he got really got me. You got clickbaited. Yeah. Hard. And his channel is called like the Three Musketeers, and it's like him and two other dancers. I love it. Um, but yeah, and and I mean, you know, these are. Again, you just end up falling in that ballet thing. Though, why where, I'm leaving BuzzFeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they went under. Um, <clears throat> why'd they go under? Because they unionized. What, what shouldn't they have? Yes, they 100% should have much earlier. God damn it. Um, but a big part of it is obviously they're dancers. So there's a lot of push on looks. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of push in the cult, much like in Scientology, where you want to be part of, what was it? The Sea Org. 
Oh yeah, the Sea Org. Shen Yun is like is like Sea Org. Oh, okay. So when you're in the general cult in the general population, mm-hmm. you're hoping that your children get into Shen Yun. Yes. Or they're required to put in a few years of service, and when they sign up, they sign for up for a lifetime of service, not just for four years. Yeah, I mean, they're they're really the, now. I didn't get the lifetime part. Yeah, well, it's uh, not with that, that with that Sea Org, but there it was a a few people they talked to who were the children of members who have since left. Yeah. And what they said was, you know, obviously there was a lot of push on anorexia. Oh. And bulimia. Okay. Because they are supposed to be thin like ballet dancers. Yeah. If you weren't a good dancer mm-hmm. or you weren't a good musician, um, they would be, you know, screamed at by the instructors, uh, pushed to depression, all these different things. And then in a lot of cases as well, you know, early on I said, Falun Gong pretends that it is ancient knowledge from China. Yeah, it's right? not. Well, when you have people, especially Americans, who were adopted mm-hmm. from okay. China, right? Especially okay. in the 80s and 90s. All right. And then maybe, you know, they live their life. They have, oh, a, they is, have a kid. This is going in the direction of a bummer. <clears throat> They have a kid, mm-hmm. all right, and like and you're a Chinese, you, you know, you're a Chinese American woman who was adopted. You meet a nice guy, maybe he's white, maybe he's Jewish, mm-hmm. maybe he's not Han Chinese. Yeah, okay, and you have a kid, but now you've gotten so you want to learn more about your past, so you discover Falun Gong, mm-hmm. and you're learning about your past, and now you take your daughter to join Shen Yun, yep, and your daughter is not pure Chinese, okay. so they are going to basically call her a mudblood they're gonna treat her like hermione granger oh really yes oh and oh because against they were against the mixed yeah racial mixing oh my god okay so but the thing is is that at the same time the falun gong also really want white members especially on the west coast because because they want the money and they want the power and the connections so it's part of china you know they it is Kind of weirdly, I, I didn't read this anywhere, but I, I got the feeling of like this, like it was like a Chinese supremacist cult or a Han supremacist cult. Okay. But at the same time, it also wants growth. Yeah. So they don't want to say that overtly. And that's that's where I got the weird Mormon feels. I was going to say, that's like the Mormons. Yeah. They were like trying to bring in, um, oh, what's, what's the word? There's like a... You know how we like in America, there's certain immigrant groups that they push through because they're like, oh, these are the better version of immigrants. Yeah, that's what they do to Asian groups often in America. Oh, there's like a word for it. Um, but like it, it's like they're they're like, oh, well, we want these type of othered people. Yeah. And it's like it, that's what the Mormons were doing. Yeah, we, they, they know how to be the good other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. So it, there, there is. But again. These are one of these things. Also, how do you have a Chinese supremacist cult, but you're not even allowed in China and they got all your followers in camps? Because communism is what's ruined it all. And that's what their claim is for the compound. Their claim for the compound. And part of this is, one, yes, all cults do crazy compounds. But two, the Chinese government is trying to kill Mr. Lee. Yeah. Wait, is it like have, have they been sending over spies to America to get they, him? They've sent over multiple spies. They've had issues in the past with members of the Chinese consulate uh, mm-hmm. definitely coming after. I mean, recently we've had issues with secret Chinese police stations in America. That's actually okay. something that's come up recently. 
of them spying on um, and they still can't Chinese find Jolo. Nation. They still can't find Jolo. No, they found <laughs> Jolo. Jolo is in China. <laughs> um, but the um, so th- there's a lot of spying and all these other things that are involved with it. Yeah. Um, when reporters go to try to speak to Lee, Lee now does not like to be seen. Yeah. He is very secretive. He's also invisible. Yes. How are you going to see him? Yeah. Oh, no, we're going to corner him. I'll just walk through this wall. Yeah. How is this guy um, even going to get him? Yeah. And so what they what they do is is they can use that, though, as a cover mm-hmm. to then also be very restrictive. Yeah. So it's like, yes, there are outside forces that are trying to get us, which all cults will claim. Yeah. Which is why you shouldn't leave the compound, except for on our specific missions. But they also allow freedom to the lower level members because, mm-hmm. again, it's being sold as health. It's being sold as you're just describing Scientology. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's they're all fu- they all. That's why like three days ago when I came downstairs, I was like, they're all the fucking same. Yeah, you were just started yelling. While yeah, doing your research. But it's all very similar because I mean, again, they all just take from little parts of the same playbook. Yeah. Scientology said, how well, can we get into Ron Hollywood? Hubbard, he just read all this stuff and wrote his own yeah. sci-fi novel. A hundred percent. And same thing with the Univer- unification church. Yeah. The unification church did the Washington times move. L Ron Hubbard does the trying to take over Hollywood move. Mm-hmm. These guys create epoch times and Shen Yun and the television network. Yeah. So what happens is that Shen Yun is built on the backs of the Falun, local Falun Gong chapters. Okay. So to get a Shen Yun performance in your area, yeah. you need to already have a chapter. Oh, okay. So that means that there's a chapter of them somewhere in our area? Yes. Hmm. So it's probably in Philadelphia. Yeah. And what they do is the local chapters will band together their money. The local chapters rent the venue. Okay. The local chapters pay the performers. All right. And then... It, the rest of it isn't clear, but I feel like... Okay. Again... Allegedly. Allegedly. I think the money then goes back. The ticket money then goes probably back to corporate. So it is a pyramid scheme. Maybe. This feels like they've been trying to tell me they weren't going to pyramid scheme, and then the fucking Chinese government passed that law you read to me, which is the anti-MLM law, if I've ever heard it. Yeah. And they were like, nah, we're going to America where we can do whatever the fuck we want. They yeah. should have moved to Utah. Should have moved to, you really should have <laughs> moved to Utah. Really should have, he fell in love with New York. The trees, the mountains. I mean, upstate New York is really nice. But it, it, but I mean, it was really funny because one of the things was when I was watching this one documentary that was from Australia is they're walking through the woods with like these old people yeah. who are like, yeah, this is, this is the part of the local mountain where we can see into the compound to see what codes they're violating. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's one guy with like bird watching binoculars, oh and he's like, up, up, uh, uh, I, I see an open drain cover. She's like, I'm writing it down. Hear me out. Hear me out. Get me the zip code. I'm going to log on to nextdoor.com. Yeah. I'm going to check out those. And then I saw that they didn't put their blue trash cans out on the right day. Yeah. Oh, my God. So one of the, the other things uh, with this is with the growth of Epoch Times. Okay. So, yeah, back to the newspaper. Back to the newspaper. Epoch Times has always been a fringe newspaper Mm -hmm. because most people in the know who work in journalism were like, much like the Washington Times, they go, that's some cult shit. Yeah. That's cult shit. They got whole pages. You'll be like, news, news. Here's six pages on Shen Yun and how, you know, Falun Gong is the best way to do things. Okay. They pulled back on that a little bit. Okay. (laughs) Making it a little more subtle. No. No? Okay. No. 
See, this thing happened in 2016. Oh, 2016. What a year. What happened? What a year. Donald Trump got elected. What? A reality show TV star and alleged rapist got elected to what? The presidency. Oh, fuck, dude. Of America. Oh, I blacked out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so Epoch Times. Okay. Goes full hog for Donald Trump. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, because they're super hard conservative. Got it, got it, got it. Super hard conservative. So they're into it. Because also, Trump, during this time, starts talking up a trade war with China. Uh-huh. He starts. He takes a very hard stance against communism. Okay. He starts stealing from the Reagan playbook, which is what got a lot of the Vietnamese Americans to become Republicans, mm-hmm. a lot of the Cuban Americans to become Republicans. He starts leaning into that which brings in a lot of Chinese Americans who fled or have left communism from China. And the Falun Gong is like, this guy is the fucking best. We love this guy. And so they lean in hard. Okay. They print almost nothing but pro-Trump propaganda. They're constantly calling Democrats communists. Mm -hmm. Everything that's against Trump is actually a secret Chinese plot. They're the ones saying it. Yeah, that's this is coming from the Epoch Times. Wow. Okay. Now, the Epoch Times also part of it is it's free, quote unquote, but you can also donate. Yeah. And if you donate, then they'll send you the monthly, you know, you'll get the the the, the paper. Yeah. Yeah, which is the the 30 copies of which I threw out from your grandfather's house. My grandfather had that? Yeah, your grandfather that's was so giving funny. money to the Falun Gong and didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Your grandfather 100% <laughs> While he was alive, was giving <laughs> dumb amounts of money uh, to the Fallen Gong. Listen, he gave dumb amounts of money to everybody. Yeah. Just ask the My Pillow guy. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. So it also supports far right politicians internationally because once they went in a full hog on Trump, they went full hog on basically anyone. So uh, Marie Le Pen in uh-huh. France, Victor Orban, they love Victor Orban. Anyone that is seen to fight communism. Okay. And that's where they get torn on Putin because Putin's far right, but he's also allies of the Chinese Communist Party in China. Yeah. And so he can't, they can't quite figure out. Yeah. So what's weird is actually. They were like, I love the way he steps on their throats. Yeah. So I went to the Epoch Times website. Okay. And uh, the hardest part was I couldn't click. Look, there's an ad for Shen Yun. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's their special coverage section. Um, I actually couldn't click on any of these. Uh, articles because when not? you click it was like you have to give us an email it's oh. free but you have to register an email no way um, don't you have a burner account I, I that was the thing I couldn't remember what my burner I- account was and I kept trying to use fake email generators and they knew oh <gasps> So finally, I used Narduar at Gmail, and it worked. <laughs> I was like, so Narduar is now signed up. Oh, no. If Narduar oh, is actually using. Oh, no. I was like, I'll try that. And he's, Narduar at Gmail is, is a real. for your ass. It's a real Gmail out there somewhere. Oh, my so God. So I used that. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's full of all of your crazy ants, crazy stuff. So I'll just read yeah. down here. Uh, minors banned from attending Orlando Furry Convention under new Florida law. State pension funds defy anti-ESG laws when voting their shares, watchdog charges. Uh, Trump's lawyers seek recusal of judge in New York criminal case. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, lab test results suggested embattled alpine horses in Arizona have historical lineage. All right, I don't know why I read that Wow, one. okay. I read lab tests. I'm What's like, this the one COVID. that says final war? So they make a lot of fake documentaries. So this <gasps> is the 100-year plot of communism to defeat America. Um, altered humans, how biotech is changing who we are. 
Oh, this is like leaving um, California. But I thought that they were in California. Unseen crisis: the truth about vaccines. They don't oh, want you to know. No. And that's all through Epoch TV, which is part of the New Tang Dynasty Television Network. Now, that's one of the things where their brains are broken mm-hmm. because they want to blame China on COVID. Yeah. However, okay. COVID's also fake. Oh, you got to make up your mind, guys. But also, Uh-oh. Trump created the vaccines. He, he and the vaccines, okay, but the, we shouldn't take those. The vaccines are evil in Chinese. Oh my god! Because nothing and everything is true because it's propaganda. Yeah. So they, but that the thing is, is they don't give a fuck. No. It needs to be clear that they don't care, and what they do is they platform a lot of shitty people. Yeah, of course. And they just print, you know, their opinions. All over the place, and to the point where in 2019, NBC News. Wait, wait, wait! Despite pushback, wokeness getting worse before it gets better. By James Breslow. Um, tell me about the it gets better. Well, here's here's one. They have a whole section here, just columns on China. Taiwan today is eerily similar to the Sudetenland in 1938. Okay, I don't think that's true. Yeah, but you can go through. And see on there. You can just read the headlines because that's the thing is most of their articles are just the headlines. Yeah. Because these are all designed to be reposted. On Facebook. On Facebook and on Twitter where people and don't read the article. read the article. <laughs> and that's 100% the point of them. And it's yeah. to drive content. In 2019. Okay. NBC News did a study. All right. And discovered that the... The second largest buyer of Facebook ad space on behalf of the Donald Trump campaign okay. was the Epoch Times. Really? The number one biggest buyer was Donald Trump himself. <laughs> they were behind Donald Trump. Oh my god. In, in spending money just on monetarily on Facebook ads. That's so funny. Um but they're hardcore and fan the, behavior. Yeah, no, it is. And and a big part of this also though is by doing this. Um, Mr. Lee has received like hundreds of awards, hundreds of awards from conservative groups, from religious groups, from uh, uh, pro-democracy groups in China, you know, who want Chinese democracy, all these different things. Because, again, if it's the enemy of the enemy is my friend. Yeah. And that's all this comes down to. You got to love pro-democracy. Which means pro-Trump? Yeah. Mark? Well, it's the same thing where if oh you look at all these guys, it's the same thing when I see like Hindu Republicans, right? Yeah. I always laugh because they're like, oh, you know, a lot of a lot of Indian Americans in the 2000s became Republicans because Republicans were anti-Muslim. Yeah. And I always laughed at that because I was like, my dude, a racist at a gas station cannot tell you apart when you're pumping gas at 2 a.m. Yeah, they're going to say awful you, You're wearing the same fucking uniform. You can't take it off. Yeah. And it's the same thing with this because you've seen across the country as we've been dealing with more and more of these Moms for Liberty crazy people going into school boards and all this stuff, they're like banning yoga Yeah, because they're like, it's religious. Well, what do you think Falun Gong is? What do you think Qigong is? Yeah, or even the fact that because of um... – because of the way that COVID was framed um, as being a Chinese conspiracy, uh, attacks on Asian people skyrocketed all throughout the country. Yeah. Fueled by Donald Trump himself. Yes. And fooled, and honestly, fueled by the Epoch Times. 
They, okay, wow. Because again, they're leaning into it and they don't also want to lose their base. They also, they also are huge backers of the QAnon movement. What? COVID mis- misinformation. This is like literally Epoch Times <clears throat> has created all of our crazy ants. They're very anti-LGBT. So they're, they they're are yelling about one Target. Of, they're one of the largest platformers of 2020 electoral denial claims. And they were supporters of the January 6th um, rally. And covered it live. They covered it live? Yeah, from on, the on Epoch's TV. Oh my like his, God. when he was giving the speech and all that yeah. different stuff. Were there any Shenyun dancers on the steps of the Capitol building? No, they Dude. have they have grace. Wow. Um, um, yeah. So what you're telling me, what I've surmised, is that Shenyun, the dance troupe that is uh, always on the billboards on 95, um, created everybody's shitty aunt that they don't talk to anymore. Yeah, partially. Yeah. yeah, they're a part. They're a part of the network. But you just like they're they're really in it. Yeah, no, no, the no, highest no, no, backer. But, but I'm saying they're, they're feeding in the QN and yes, they're, they're yes, but part of this. But they're also they're they're the largest. They're one of the larger institutional backers. Yeah. However, I couldn't see anywhere where they're also the ones pushing online trolls from 4chan. I couldn't see that the ones that you know how they're tied in because they're actually competitors with Fox. Oh. You know what I mean? They're competitors with Newsmax. All of these guys are fighting for space. Epoch Times has a goal. Yeah. Their goal is the is the destruction of the Chinese Communist Party. And however that can happen. But they're doing it from over here. But they're doing it from over here because they think they can afraid to go over there. Well, because they don't want their organs harvested. Well, I mean, I respect that, but also <laughs> you're gonna talk shit. You get why are you talking shit from over here? So one of the things is that they want to use the US military. There it is. That's what this comes down to. There and they want to use, is. they want to use. They the, wanted to get that day on the golf course with Trumpy himself. Yes. To ask for some favors. Yes. This is the same thing Joe Lowe did. Yes. And it's the same thing that the Reverend Moon did. Yeah. With Washington Times because he wanted to, he wanted to restart the Korean War. Which we all know works. <laughs> like any, look at Jared Kushner's day-to-day calendar. Yeah, you 100%. know that these golf trips work. Mm-hmm. Ask everybody in Saudi Arabia. Now, a big thing with the Epoch Times, the one thing you will notice is if you go through it and look at especially some of their videos and things like that that pop up on Facebook. I feel like I really want to go through them, but I also don't. You don't. But the one thing I did notice is that they do often go out of their way, unless they're specifically talking about China, Mm -hmm. uh, they go out of their way to not have Asian hosts. So what? they they will often show like shitty white guys. Yeah. And when you're reading the articles, unless they're about Falun Gong and unless they're about China, they often will make sure that the image of, of the guy I don't I don't know all of these guys, but yeah. they're almost always shitty white guys or shitty white ladies. Wow. Because they're leaning into that because that's their target market. Their target market is to get people in the South and Midwest to rile up the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world. Who will then yell, we need to defeat the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, and delete TikTok. Yes. Yeah, these are also... Wait a minute. Did you do this entire episode just to prove that it's all conspiracy and that we shouldn't delete TikTok because you love TikToks? No, I did this to prove that I am not part of the TikTok conspiracy because (laughs) I would not have talked about this if I was. Um, But, I mean, the the biggest thing, like all cults... Uh Uh-huh. There are awful control functions. Yeah. And again, there are also accusations. Um, and this is this is probably like the last part and the part that I think is beyond 
the areas of that it could be open for abuse for monetarily any of those things. There are accusations that the Falun Gong movements do tell people not to take medications, mm-hmm. uh, which have led to deaths. Yeah. And these are accusations that come from family members who uh, of, of former cult members who died yeah. due to not taking the medications. Again, much like Scientology, don't trust therapists. Mr. Lee claims he can heal people, but he chooses not to. Oh. But you, if you keep that's your heart of, that's pure. That's part of being a god. If there's one thing I learned about God is that he could if he wanted to, but he don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But same thing with this. is If you keep your heart pure, then you won't have cancer. You won't have high blood pressure. You won't have yeah, these so things. Yeah, so you put it all on the person yep. and make it their own fault. And then they keep giving you money exactly. because they're getting sicker because obviously they're not doing it right. Yeah. And then they die and then you go, yay, and you and move you on to the their, next and one. And then you get their house. They left you. Yes. Mm-hmm. You move on to the next one. Wow. This is super uplifting. What yeah. a fun episode. Yeah. Well, just trying to make people happy on a Monday. My God. This is a real bummer. I'm going to need to go downstairs and heat up more spinach artichoke dip. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fun. <laughs> it was. It was definitely fun. The first know. half was fun. Yeah. And I told you it was going to get dark. I know. It's, it was very interesting. I didn't realize that when we oh. said that, like, the Shen Yun thing, this is I forgot. where going to go. Go ahead, White. I forgot. Go ahead. Uh, about the actual Shen Yun performances. Yeah. Because there's very few clips of it online. They yeah. are very big. You cannot have your phone during the yeah. performances. Uh, they're very big about, like, you know, the pouches and all that stuff. Yeah. And if you put up clips of it on YouTube... They will content strike you. Yeah, of course. Because they don't. They want people to go. So what happens is when you go, there are Falun Gong members there. Mm-hmm. You are handed pamphlets about Falun Gong. Okay. How you want to check this out. All, all right. this stuff. And then you go into their performance where they take you through a mythical history of China. Mm-hmm. So they'll do things about like the Monkey King, You're about the Jade Emperor. You're a timeshare. 100%. And at the end, mm-hmm. at the end, you know, they teach you about like, you know, the mystical ways that Falun Gong was discovered in these things. And at the end, they then show you a dance where a woman is trying to protest on behalf of the Falun Gong. Okay. Uh, and then members of the Chinese government run out and capture her and then harvest her organs. That's part of the dance show? That's the that's the grand finale. Oh. And the only reason I know this is because I have a family friend of my parents who went to this because his wife bought him tickets not knowing what it was. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, it was very fun. It was very, you know, very colorful. He goes, and then there's just some weird shit at the end where they were like ripping her intestines out and there's something about communism. I don't fucking know. I fell asleep. <laughs> And I was like, what? And like, he's like, a, he's like a moderate, like George H.W. Bush Republican. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nah, like gay people can do whatever they want. I just don't want my taxes to be high. Like he's <laughs> yeah. one of those. And so he was just like, I don't know what's going on. They're ripping our organs. Like, Babe, we got to go. We gotta, well, man, did we pay for these tickets? Yeah. But basically it's like a Marvel version of Chinese history. Wow. So it's just, you know, superpowers and all this different stuff. But apparently it's, it's very, it's a big stage show. Yeah. The dancing's really good. The choreography. I've only seen the good. commercials. It looks pretty. Yeah, it, it does look pretty, but it's I didn't also one of the things. going to end in organ harvesting. Yeah, well, because they again, they really want to nail in the fact that like the, the you know communism, communism's evil, and you're yeah. like, no, no, it's fine. But they, that's why they've been pivoting more and more, especially since I want to say 2019. Because before it was like, you know, relearn about ancient Chinese culture and stuff like that. It was just like ancient Chinese culture, ancient Chinese culture. Yeah. And now their slogan is China before communism. Like it's Shen Yun, China before communism. And like oh, that's their big push shit. now. 
is they're really just stamping it on there. So I think as time goes on, they're becoming more and more and more overt. Yeah. Um, because you can be in this day and age. Yeah. Because it, it wouldn't, this wouldn't have worked in Obama's America. No. You know? Um, okay, so I guess we're not going to go see the Shen Yun show. Oh, I still want to go. Okay, we can still go? I still want to see. But I the still money's going to go the upline and go to Lee. Come on. Maybe. Allegedly. Um, listen, thank you for doing all that research. I really appreciate you. You're welcome. And it was a great episode. I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, you didn't know that much about the Cultural Revolution. I, you know what? I only knew a little bit about it, and uh, I should know more. You know what? A great movie about the Cultural Revolution, uh, The Red Violin. The Red Violin. I really love that movie. It's starring Samuel L. Jackson. It follows the history of this violin yeah. through its life until it ends up at this auction house. Okay. And part of it is the violin. It makes it to China. Yeah. And it's owned by a man who, like, like violins are banned. Like, Western music is music, banned during okay. that time. And so it's him, like, hiding this violin and all these different things until his death. And then it's found, and then it's sold at auction. It's, like, back in Europe. But it's, like, from the creation of this violin all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. And the whole time, Sam Jackson's, like, trying to discover more and more information about it. So it keeps doing these flashbacks yeah. throughout the violin's life. Man. It's a very good movie. I want to say it's from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. It was super good. I don't have any cool movies. I like, I, I watched Nailed It with Nicole Byer. Yeah. On Netflix? Yeah, but well, we, we don't have, have Netflix, we don't have Netflix no. anymore. Yeah, because Netflix that, canceled watched, my sister's fucking But password. before that, I watched all the, the newest episodes and nailed it so that they could bring me um, dopamine again because that show brings me joy because of Nicole Byer. All right, well, well, we'll pirate it. Okay, great. All right, well, that's this week's episode. <laughs> Uh, to sum up, if you guys want to, if you are not already a Patreon member, <laughs> patreon.com slash promania500, join our downline uh, and we'll woo! keep you up we in need to time. Wake up. Yeah. Listen, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate everyone um, for engaging with our podcast in all the ways that you do, sending us fun comments, sending us ideas, being a Patreon. Uh, voting in the polls, all of it. It's amazing, and I really appreciate it. Yep, and check the show notes, because we will have things coming up. So I will have a show announcement soon. Yeah, I'm not doing a show. I have a show announcement soon coming up, but also, uh, you know, our P.O. box is in there, contact information, how to find more songs by His Name Was Dusk, yeah, and all those other fun things. And, uh, yeah, if you are interested at all or have a topic that you want us to cover to put into the future polls, yeah, send, send us a message on Patreon. And we'll, we'll, we'll look at it. We'll see if it might be a good fit for us. Yeah. That's how we end up having a good time. Yeah. So All right. And don't forget to vote on the poll that I put up so yeah. that I can know what to start doing research well, on. Well, by the time this is posted, that poll will be closed. I know, but um, but yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah, that's how time I didn't works. Really, I didn't really understand it until just now. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's late, and I am so tired. I know. I know. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Mrs. Promania, any final sayings? Nope. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.